Today is kind of geared toward Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, I mean, toward the people that know the Lord and, and have committed. And uh, We know uh, we live in a time when uh, there are lots of troubles in the world. Political strifes, natural disaster, everything is uh, kind of creating more stress about what will happen. And they were talking about the record rainfall in, uh, in Hudson area in Texas. They say that 50 inches of rain in two days. And uh, they say that uh, it break all the records they had for the United States. I'm not sure in the world. Um, and we know that uh, in the end time, as we approach more and more toward the end, those will increase. And uh, the sad part is, who's going to be blamed for this? The faithful ones will be blamed for this, uh, Ellen Joy clearly said. And uh, it's going to be a very tough time for us to go through that when you are... And actually, I was listening to the radio, and there were some, I, you know, sometimes you'll go through the channels trying to listen, and I ran across a Christian station, and they were talking about this hurricane, and they were trying to see why God had punished us that way. And uh, there were some pastors that were trying to say, hey, uh, maybe it's because uh, we do all these laws, and, uh, you know... Uh, gay and lesbians and all this LGBTB or LGBN. Some uh, other uh, pastors say that uh, it's because of our stand with Israel or not supporting them enough and that's why God gave that. And, uh, it's kind of in a human nature to try to see what God tried to communicate to us and why is he punishing us and if we can do something about it, maybe God will not punish us but uh, Many times we take, we uh, we have a misunderstanding of the events, and uh, many times we get to the wrong conclusion and do the wrong things. But uh, there is a work for us to do as Christians. The other day I was shopping at a store, and uh, just some food to eat on my way home, and uh, the price came to the cashier six dollars and sixty-six cents. And I said, "Oh, it happened twice, second time." I said, uh, and the lady said, oh, I said, oh, it's a bad uh, bad number. <laughs> I said, oh, or I uh, said, no, no, maybe uh, you should play the lottery or something. I said, no, no, this is the number of the beast, <laughs> the Antichrist, uh, that come to the Bible. Oh, really? And the lady didn't have any clue. And I thought, you know, almost everybody will know about 666. Even if you are not uh, reading the Bible, you know, they have lots in the Hollywood and all the stuff about the. I know even a rock band I used to listen when I was in the world. They had a, a song called The Number of the Beast. Uh, I know some of the people that listen might know who plays that song. And they have 666. And uh, it's, uh, many people are superstitious about that number. But it's what it stands for and what's behind it. Very important. But uh, let's get to the subject of my sermon. And uh, if you remember last week, I uh, speak uh, about something very important. And I suggested to have a homework. Huh? Do you remember? I gave you a homework. <laughs> How many did their homework? Let's see. All right. 
Oh, okay, good, good. I, I didn't waste my time. Sometimes you get discouraged that people will not even know you gave a homework. But uh, I hope uh, everybody can do their homework now while we do, and uh, we'll get something going in this church, and we'll help the church be revived and alive and uh, and do the work that we are co- committed to do and commissioned by Jesus. And as I talked last week, is the most important work and should have our first priority. Let's read uh, again uh, and just lay the foundation for what I spoke. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Here it talks about a very important uh, mission that Christ came and he did and uh, that uh, he gave us to be a partner and work with him in this Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 18 uh, to 20. And all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's head, be ye reconciled to God. We see here that Christ came to reconcile the world unto himself, and he committed that work to us. And if you look at I think the greatest problem in the world, and that's why many people don't serve the Lord, is because they misunderstand his character. Actually, you know, when Christ came, uh, he had a hard work to do to reveal what the Father is, because, you know, the Jewish nation had departed so far from God that uh, people did not know what God is. And uh, actually, that was the work of Christ, to reveal what God is and to have an image about what God is, his forgiveness, his long-suffering, and his love for us. But I know, because of all this false religion and false teachings about, uh, we are very much influenced, and we have a wrong view about God. You know, when somebody does something wrong, he's looking, oh, God is punishing me, instead of looking, hey, maybe I do something wrong. And uh, I like a pastor, he will say, you know, God is righteous, and everything that he does, he does it in righteousness. He never does anything wrong. So we don't have, he made a mistake and punished somebody. And actually the pastor will say, all the bad things is, I brought it about myself <laughs> because of what I did. Of course, sometimes it happened of somebody else doing, and you might be affected by that. But God cannot be charged with doing anything. The Bible is very clear that everything he does. And we know that in the end, even Satan will confess that uh, right and righteousness is uh, are God's way. And uh, he will acknowledge God's justice. And uh, kind of forced to acknowledge, but he had no other choice. Because everything God does, it's in injustice. And he... Uh, in... Justice, not injustice. <laughs> I made it wrong. Uh, everything that God is just and righteous. And, uh, so, um, 
I think everyone that kind of had an experience about not being interesting about God or not knowing about Him and then finding about it and being drawn to Him and then discovering how good He is. And, and uh, when Christ came here on the earth, He uh, He organized the church and basically laid the, the, the foundation for the work that the Christians are supposed to do. He got 12 people, 12 disciples, and uh, had uh, they been with him three years and a half. And that was the foundation of the... I mean, that was the, the church building. The foundation is Jesus Christ. And then he sent them to tell others. And uh, as they were going and telling others, those others will join and they will do that work more and more. And this is... Uh, Christ had illustrated that many times. In the parables that he said, he said that God is looking for laborers in his vineyard. He had several parables about God calling the faithful one to come and work and spread the gospel to others. And uh, it's part of the, the way God saw that will kind of help us in our walk and help us to become more and more like Christ. And basically, it's a work on training, or how do you call it? It's a hands-on training. When you get your hands into preaching the gospel, that will help you and help you to become like that. Actually, it's very interesting. You know, when Christ had uh, healed some demoniacs, they want to come and follow him, be followers, disciples of him, but he sent them away and just told them, go and tell what Christ did for us. And they didn't know that much about Christ because they, didn't, they might have not heard him preaching or like that. But they had experienced something that Christ did in their life, and that was their testimony. And basically, that's the work Christ gave to every Christian. Go and tell others about what Christ did for you. And uh, in the process, you will uh, be strengthened and be more faithful and experience more and more of the work that uh the, the, the God want to do in our life and everybody's other's life. The only problem is now uh, we kind of are influenced by the society and the spirit that came among us and we don't do that work as aggressive as we should, aggressive in the good word and a good sense. And uh, the only thing is God is so good that he when we are willing to, he kind of forgive all of our inactivity in the past and he will just help us. He, he won't keep revenge because we were sleeping that long. And that uh, Christ had uh, illustrated that in some of the parables he, he said. Uh, he had a parable in, the, in Matthew chapter 20 about the, the people hired to work in the vineyard. And there uh, it's a... Actually, the, the verse and the sermon title I choose is from this verse 6. And uh, here it talks about 
Actually, let's read the parable, and so we will understand. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I'll give you. And they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? It's very interesting here the way Christ uh, said this parable. Why stand ye here all the day idle? So all day they did not do anything. And Christ said, how, how, why do you stay like that? And I think, uh, but what the parable illustrates is that God was willing to take even those people in the last minutes and they will do a little work and God rewarded them as others. So he shows God's character. You know, even maybe we was wasted many years doing nothing. If we were just being willing in the last hours, God will help us and give us the reward that uh, he gave to everyone, the eternal life. Amen. And uh, so there is still hope for us to redeem the times and wake us for, from our uh, idleness and start working. And uh, for that, I would like to uh, get something to motivate us. Uh, we have Christ's commission, and uh, we are sure that he will help us in our endeavor. And we have to uh, be a little bit touched by God's grace and our hearts being more softened. Because I know from my own experience, you know, seeing that much evil and seeing people doing those things and just reaping the consequences, we just feel like, uh, let them have it. <laughs> That's uh, the human heart. You say, you know, they reject it. They don't want to hear that. They do that, that. And you feel, like, why should I, you know, bother? You know, it's very hard to get people attention and talk with them. And you might have problems, you know. I had one time... I saw a lady pushing a car. <laughs> she had some car problem. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. She, it was kind of uphill up and we had a hard time. And I said to myself, okay, I'll stop and try to help her. But no, I was turned down so bad, I feel like a shame, like I was going to do a crime. She said, get out of here. I don't want to see you. I said, oh, man, I'm not trying to steal you. I'm trying to I just offer my help. So I kind of said, okay, now I'm not going to stop and help anybody. I, I said to myself, but that's not the right attitude. Especially when you work for God, we should keep on going. And of course, uh, people might turn, but you can find some other people to talk about. And I'd like to use here some of the promises. If we will just end, um, if we'll just start doing something ourselves, in helping others to know God. And I think that's the key. We have to do something personally and not expect the church to do. Or like, you know, when people have problems, oh, I'll call the government. <laughs> uh, and they will give you something. Uh, no, let's just 
try to see maybe we can do something to help other people. Um, and uh, I'd like to get here something about the promises. If we will just start doing something ourselves to get the gospel to some people that do not know the gospel. And, uh, you know, um, we don't have any excuse of not doing something because the promises are so clear. And so um, I'll just share with you a few. I mean, reading for this, I could have bring dozens and dozens of good promises about God. I just chose some of them that the Spirit had impressed me. Uh, one is uh, from the, the book uh, Testimony, Volume 7. And here is uh, the promise. If we will just go and try to do something to reach people that not, don't know God. Let the gospel message ring throughout our churches summoning them to universal action. So this is a fulfillment of God's. I'm trying to do that, what Ellen Joy said here. Let the members of the church have increased faith, gaining zeal from their unseen heavenly allies, from a knowledge of their exhaustless resources, from the greatness of the enterprise in which they are engaged and from the power of their leader. Those who place themselves under God's control to be led and be guided by him will catch the steady thread of the events ordained by him to take place. Inspired with the spirit of him who gave his life for the life of the world, they will no longer stand still in impotency pointing to what they cannot do. Putting on the armor of heaven, they will go from the warfare willing to do and dare for God, knowing that his own omnipotence will supply their need. So there are several things we can base our work for the Lord. First, uh, we have to have increased faith. When you go and start doing something little, your faith will increase because God will be and help you. Second, their unseen heavenly allies. Who are those? Angels. That's their work is to preach the gospel, but they don't do that. They help people that go and do that. You know, if you know the story of uh, uh, Cornelius, an angel appeared to him. But he did not preach. He said, oh, go and listen to this guy. And then another angel, maybe I'm not sure if it was the same, another angel went to Peter and told him, hey, he will come, go and preach to him. And that illustrates the angels working behind the scene, but uh, they are just uh, co-workers. We are supposed to work with them. So the angels will help in the work, but we are supposed to do our part. We had a, a today a nice story, and everybody talks about angels and that. But you know, when you look and see what the angels' work is, if you engage in the same work, you will know they will cooperate with you. And all heaven is working out to save people. And if we will do our part, we are sure for their cooperation. Um, Here uh, it's one clear statement about angels helping us. 
We all who engage in ministry are God's helping hand. They are co-workers with the angels. Rather, they are the human agency through whom the angels accomplish their mission. Angels speak through their voices and work by their hands. And the human workers cooperating with the heavenly agency have the benefit of their education and experience. Hmm. And here is something very great. In this work, all the angels of heaven are ready to cooperate. How many? All. If it's needed, of course. But sometimes just an angel is enough in most of the cases. All the resources of heaven, how much? Oh. So do we have support? Yeah. Can we uh, find an excuse not to go? Yeah. All the resources of heaven are at the command of those who are seeking to save the lost. Angels will help you to reach the most careless and the most hardened. And when one is brought back to God, all heaven is made glad. Seraphs and cherubs touch their golden harps and sing praises to God and the Lamb for their mercy and loving kindness to the children of men. So we have uh, all the angels ready to help us. We have all the resources of heaven. And here is about another great promise. As the will of man cooperates with the will of God, it becomes omnipotent. Whatever is to be done at his command may be accomplished in his strength. All his bindings are enablings. So if we ally our will with the will of God, it becomes omnipotent. That means you will be able to do everything you want. But that's in the context of going and working, not, oh, I want to fly. <laughs> that's not going to help maybe many people to find God. Eh? So uh, we have these great promises. And we just have to start doing something. And uh, many of us will say, you know, I'm not that eloquent. I cannot speak that good. But, you know, uh, here is something that... Uh, will kind of vanish away that excuse. Often the words well prepared and studied will, be, will have but little influence. But the true honest expressions of a son or daughter of God, spoken in natural simplicity, has power to unbolt the door to the hearts that have long been closed against Christ and his love. So it's not necessarily how eloquent you are, but the pathos and the love that it's in your... And I know we have to work at that because uh, we don't have that much love, especially for those people that are in the world. I mean, I know myself I have to fight when I see somebody with all the tattoos and earrings and all that. I feel, oh man, this is a, you know, uh, (laughs) I feel like, uh, you know, this is not human. But if you draw, draw close to Christ, you will feel a love for that person, and you will see, hey, this is a, a lost sheep that needs to f- help find his way to the Lord. And uh, I'd like to share something about, in this great book, 
uh, steps to Christ. Here, uh, Alan G. White talks about, uh, has an old chapter about the work that we are supposed to do. The work and the life, that's the chapter here. And uh, here is what uh, I'll just read. Maybe you can read the rest at home. I think we'll do that. When the love of Christ is enshrined in the heart, like sweet fragrance, it cannot be hidden. Its holy influence will be felt by all with whom we come in contact. The Spirit of Christ in the heart is like a spring in the desert, flowing at to refresh all and ma- uh, making those who are ready to perish, eager to drink of the water of, ra- of life. Love for Jesus will be manifested in a desire to work as he worked for the blessing and uplifting of humanity. It will lead to love, tenderness, and sympathy toward all the creatures of our Heavenly Father's care. Actually, when we are ready to go and work for those, hopefully we'll decide to do that, and maybe soon we'll call for some decision. Uh, it's good to read a little bit about Christ's love for us, maybe a chapter in the Desire of Ages. So our hearts will be softened, and we will feel as he feels about people that are uh, perishing. So the idea is, you know, you prepare and to have your and when you look at Christ's love for us that will soften and you will feel the same for people and then he will be ready to give you words angels will help you and if we were just being willing to do that so my idea is this now we'll have a little bit I will call for decision and maybe we'll get something going I know I might be sound pushing but uh, maybe we need a little push we are to wake up you know Sometimes that's how you wake up. You yield. I don't know. Sometimes you might have known somebody sleeping. Hey, wake up. And, all, and then only when you, you push him and shake him, he wakes up. First, I will share what's on my heart and what I'm planning to do by God's grace. You know, in, a, in the book, Greg, I mean, uh, I think in nine testimonies, Ellen White talks about in the end of time, she saw in vision people in the time of trouble, coming and saying, you knew that those things are coming upon us and you did not tell us. You, who remembers that? Were you kind of constrained to do something about I said, hey, I don't want to be guilty of that. <laughs> you know, I was convinced of that a long time ago, but now I will do something and I'm planning from the next Sabbath to go and give a book, Great Controversy, starting with my neighbors. I already talk, I'll go with two and two will go and talk. Actually, I already bought the book, so I'm part of the books I have, or the tea boxes. They, there's a nice book coming out. It's it kind of a 500 anniversary edition of the Protestant Reformation. It's very, I mean, it's the gentleman that uh, prints that uh, makes it very, it's 70 cents when you buy it in can, uh, a box of 40, you can buy it for 28 cents. Shipping and handling it adds up. I, it cost me about a dollar fifteen a book. I bought a hundred something. And uh, by God's grace, next Sabbath in the afternoon, I'll go and talk with my neighbors. As the Lord's Spirit leads me, I'll tell words. I'm 
Maybe I'll try to say, hey, uh, you know, we are in the troubles time. Most of the people will agree that, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good in the world. And I'll, I'll just like to share what I believe the future holds. And I want to share with you a book that will help you. And I just gave the book. You know, it might be conversation. If he's open to more, I'll share more. Maybe, you know, uh, if he's a Christian, I will try to get a Bible study. But by God's grace, that's what I'm intending to do. I already moved. Uh, on my street, there are uh, 12 houses, about 24 houses. And then I'll go next street there, and we'll see. And um, is somebody uh, thinking about doing that? Hmm? Does somebody want, wants to? Let's see. Okay, all right. We'll organize maybe after lunch, and we'll start. We'll get two and two. And start going. And my neighbor next week will go to your neighbor. I can share it where to get the books. Maybe I'll get the church to buy. If we buy a large quantity, about uh, the shipping will be very low, the price of cost and printing. And this is a nice edition. It doesn't make, seem to be that thick. It's only 350 pages. But it's a small print. and make <laughs> It's the same, but it's condensed. And it has also pictures. It reveals. And I mean, for 70 cents think about, you know, and uh, that's what I'm planning to do. Some other things we can do, hopefully somebody, we can start the ministry going to visit uh, prisons, prison ministry. Has somebody thought about that? Huh? Visiting prisons? Okay. Yeah, but uh, let's get, we have uh, 50 members here. <laughs> let's find somebody here. Somebody had thought about visiting prisons? Huh? Arneta, you want to? Huh? That's good. We'll get somebody else to help. And maybe we'll start a prison ministry. You just go and you talk to prisoners, I mean to the prisoners, about God's love and forgiveness and uh, maybe share with them some books. Also, there is very important uh, work that I think uh, will help many of us is the... Uh, healing and healthy living, and we have a message. And maybe we start. We should start doing that more aggressive. I know there are some people, some members that might need work, but maybe we can put some members together to help those people. So the idea is this one: maybe uh, to look at the way of helping people that have disease to help them how to get healed. I know it's very kind of dangerous because, you know, when you give medical advice, you might be sued, you know, and stuff. But you just tell them, and you kind of try to say, hey, this is something. Look into and decide for yourself. And you try to be aware of that, you know, I'm not pushing you because I know I was blamed for somebody that it was my fault because somebody stopped taking medication. <laughs> I said, oh, you pushed him. And I was blamed for that. Even that I think was the right decision, but I was still kind of blamed for that. And, uh, so maybe uh, we should look into that also. Let's see, is somebody interested in that, doing more? Maybe learn how to do hydrotherapy and that? Let's see, is somebody that might need some help in that? Huh? It doesn't feel healthy? Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
But anyway, he's an Adventist doctor, and he just tells people he has a seven-week-long seminar that I would like to present to my neighbors or somewhere, mm. um, telling people how just giving them water makes a difference in their mm. life. And little simple things have got natural remedies. Getting out in the sunshine, how very helpful it can be when you have chronic sicknesses. Mm. And, um, and a plant-based diet, simple things. That are not, and then they say, well, check with your doctor. But, you know, so he encourages it. He encourages a non-judgmental attitude towards people just to help them take little steps that will help them feel better. Mm. So would you be willing to start a ministry like that? Will somebody else join? Let's see. Okay. Is somebody in need of their help? Hey, we are going to... Huh? Somebody that knows I have this sickness and uh, I know I should change. Maybe, you know, you can contact and get help. Yeah? Somebody feel like want to help? Somebody has a disease that fights with and... Of course, I mean, uh, if you do like uh, to have Leslie's help, uh, maybe you can contact her and tell her she might be able to, how do you call that, uh, train and, um, yeah, assist and be like a coach and coach them with uh, changes and that. Another thing that might be uh, good is to work for the elderly. Maybe start, but not necessarily, you know, visit nursing homes and uh, maybe uh, those, uh, how do you call those where people die? Uh, hospice. hospice. And maybe just try to go and uh, offer, I like to talk with people and tell them about religion and about God and afterlife. Maybe uh, contact the chaplain and you will just go and talk and try to visit. You know, there are so many people that are lonely there. You know, you just go and you talk to them and try to tell them about God's love. Will somebody be interested in that? You should look into it. I know many like to go and have songs and stuff like that, but, you know, we don't have that much musical talent. But that shouldn't keep us. We can just go and talk. Maybe offer Bible study or talks. And uh, I'm sure people, you will find ways, and uh, if you keep on persisting that, you will find a way of going and preaching. And uh, just in the end, then um, it's said, next week we'll go out, Whoever wants will get the books, hopefully. Uh, we'll have the potluck. Then maybe we'll have a little devotion and we'll go out with some books. I'll go with. I already have some friends. Whoever wants to join, I think will be a blessed experience. And uh, we might not see angels, but uh, they will be there. And uh, you will be convinced that, that we're... Uh, I know for me, uh, in the, the, the beginning, it's hard. But that's why we'll try to find one more courageous and the other one will just come and stay in the background and pray. And uh, My idea is this one. We have to do something personally. And, uh, you know, I did not uh, have time to put it. You know, when you try to bless others, you'll be also yourself blessed. He who waters others will be himself watered. When you tell people about the Bible and you quote passages, they will become more clearer and, and more established, best established in our mind. Uh, here is the promise. Some of, I mean, there are hundreds of them, but here is one that hopefully will cheer us to get going. 
Um, all who accept, okay, let's read all the paragraph. All must lift the cross and in modesty, meekness, and lowliness of mind take up their God-given duties, engaging in personal effort for those around them who need help and light. All who accept these duties will have a rich and varied experience. Their own hearts will glow with fervor, and they will be strengthened and stimulated to renewed, persevering efforts to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, because it is God that worketh in them to will and to do of his good pleasure. I know, uh, you know, many of us are depressed and are pressed down. And uh, I think many times is the problem the self. And uh, one of the solution is, is to go and talk to other people and try to lift them up. And by lifting others up, you lift yourself up. That's one of the solution for that. I was talking with somebody that said, oh, you know, I feel... But I say, hey, you know, you just think about self, how bad you are and that, that. Think about something else, about others, about Christ, how good he is and not about self. Uh, and I know myself, when I have pain and when I develop, oh, I have pain in there, kind of the pain gets bad. But if I start moving, I feel the pain only when, <laughs> when uh, kind of uh, I move that part. But if I ignore it, so the idea is uh, we have to get out, forget about self. You know, people will say, oh, Oh, look at this fanatic. He just go, oh, give those books. Give books. People will say that about all, you know. Uh, but think about what Noah and what the people were saying about Noah. 120 years building that boat. He's, uh, he lost his mind, poor Noah. But he kept on faithfully that. And the same is with us. People will talk bad about, they might think you are, oh, he just want to go and talk about religion and that. But I'll say, doing this work, you will not be regrettable if Christ comes. It's his work, and you help others to know. And my God's grace, hopefully, will get something going. At least, um, we'll start with this. Hopefully, the, you know, uh, it's going to take a little time to get the prison ministry work, because you need all the approval and all that. But uh, hopefully, we'll get that going. And also, I think that will uh, help the church to... Uh, become more lively and uh, more full and people and then we will have a changed prayer life we'll have testimony to give not like oh I'm thank God I'm alive uh, it's, uh, sometimes we just hey, people say let's have a testimony but when we'll get out that's the front line battle will have testimony. And uh, I hope everyone will engage in parts. I, I might have not gave all, but you find something you would like to do. And by God's grace, uh, we will have an experience and uh, the church will become healthy and uh, more people will be uh, safe in the, in the hands of Christ when he comes back. Um, may God help us in our efforts. Let's persevere and not give back, even that there will be discouraging situation. I met people, they just want to argue with you. Uh, I had, the, the cops called on me three times. They come and 
But I talked with the cop. I even offered him some of the books. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, they will look at you as a criminal. But I tell people, you know, I'm offer, I'm here. Many look at you as a salesman or something. But I tell people I have to offer something is priceless. And uh, we shouldn't uh, be uh, ashamed of what we have to share. And uh, we have all the promise. We have all heaven, all the angels, all the um, things. If we will just be willing. And by God's grace, let's change and wake up. The time is far spent, but God will accept us in the 11th hour. Amen.